0: Seems to me you're just plain scared. Yes, yeah, I I am. uh, I met him 15 years ago. I I was told there was nothing left. No reason, no uh, conscience, no understanding, and even the most rudimentary sense of life or death, of of good or evil, right or wrong. I met this six-year-old child with this blank, pale emotionless face and the blackest eyes, the devil's eyes. I spent eight years trying to reach him and then another seven trying to keep him locked up because I realized that what was living behind that boy's eyes was purely and simply evil. Episode 138 of the Cult of Matt Mark Cult Film Review Podcast. I'm Matt. And I'm Mark. And make sure to head over to the Facebook and like us there, or head over to our blog at cultfilmreview.blogspot.com, or shoot us an email at cultfilmreview at gmail.com. And if you're so interested, head over to Amazon and pick up my novel, Nova Byzantium, out courtesy of Mass Books uh, via Kindle and other devices. And show news, Mr. husband This is our ultimate, uh, this is the end of our podcast. Uh, the horror of the horror movie marathon. Uh, and this week, uh, we're reviewing the titular title Halloween. Um, but first show news, uh, I'm going to ask you any show news, Mr. Hudson.
1: Oh, I got, I got tons of it. Uh, you have to go over to my personal, uh, I do you know I do a personal video diary of that. I'm sure you want. Oh, that's it right. Every well, week I go into excruciating detail about all the exciting stuff that's happening in my life. So we'll just leave it up to that. People can visit it if they
0: like. It's it's really uncomfortable when you start bawling. That's kind of the part I hate. I mean, if you could edit
1: it It's out. A, it's mostly me crying and cutting myself. <laughs> like, that's mostly what it is. The rest of it I is know. bandaging. Yeah, well, and you and don't the use infection the uh, control.
0: You know, you use a butter knife, so it's it's really gratuitous at certain points, so you need to maybe sharpen the weapon a but little bit. But you can look
1: into my black, soulless eyes
2: while you I doing <laughs>
0: Yeah, it's it's uh, in contrast to the bawling and crying. Uh, although with your le- with your recent videos, there's less crying and more emotionless. So you're you're, tra- you're and animal, transforming animal
1: torture on top of that too.
0: Yeah, you're, you're you're transforming into the serial killer we all hoped you'd be. So uh, anyway,
1: well, you know uh, that's why I just encourage everybody. You know, aim for your dreams. <laughs> for your dreams. <laughs> you gotta believe in yourself. That's right. <laughs> Okay, we got some
0: uh we did get some viewer mail. We got uh a note from our uh one of our fans, Lindsay. And uh she recommended us at some point maybe do Titanic, which is uh, quite a bit uh a big bite to chew. Uh is that the right term? Is that the right phrase?
1: A big bite to chew. I don't think anybody's ever said that. Uh, well, how's it go? Language. How the fuck it's, does it go? It's uh it's a a big bite to Yeah, it's fucked you up.
0: Yeah, I fucked you up. No, what's the right word? It's like, a bit off more
1: than we could chew. Uh, You you think that movie would be more than we could chew?
0: It's three and a half fucking hours, man. That's the hardest part about that film. I
1: think the the biggest thing I've learned from this podcast, the most fundamental thing, is that I don't like movies that are longer than 90 minutes. (laughs) It's not that I don't (laughs) like movies that are longer than 90 minutes, but I don't think film as a storytelling form Works that great when it goes long. Now, it can work great, but I think as the longer you go, the more troublesome it can be. I think that 90 minutes, there's a reason 90 minutes was sort of the key uh, number that was fell onto during the evolution of movies. Well, and that this recent push more to the two hour window, I think, is to the detriment of, of the art form.
0: Here's my put my put is that uh, short stories make way better movie material than novels do and when you try to cram in a novel's worth of material into a movie it gets way too fucking long so like but but uh,
1: i don't think that's the case for titanic i think titanic is really a short story uh it's just very sweeping i don't think titanic's i think one of those movies that's okay for its length um mm-hmm. but do you think it'd be a good choice for well
0: it's to a, a it's, review i'm gonna be sexist and just say it's a, it's a female cult classic when it was in the theaters uh Gal Pals went and saw it multiple times.
1: Uh, well, as, it does as, have Billy Zane and there is just something about his eyes. I mean, I'm yeah. as I say, I'm like eighty five percent straight. But there's something about yeah, it's I lose myself in those, man, those, man. those 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 glassy orbs in Billy Zane. Yeah. He, uh, even if he's the bad boy in this movie.
0: He was uh he was a, he was like a, a millionaire playboy in Twin Peaks second season. Oh really? And uh yeah, he even looked dashing with his fucking sweater tucked into his pants, which I didn't never understood. <laughs> That 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 fashion statement, but uh, yeah, uh, no, a handsome looking dude. Uh, I think could probably uh, break Leonardo DiCaprio like a boy, and uh, you know, spit him out, uh, eat him up, and spit him out. So I was always rooting for Billy in that 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 film because I just like Billy Zane a little bit better than Leonardo DiCaprio. Well, he
1: he wins at the end in some ways.
0: Does he? See, we could talk about that. There might be a lot there. It just would take an excruciating amount of time to. Oh. And devote so I,
1: I just um i mean i'm thinking i'm going through the film in my head about it it's not a bad film i just don't know if it, Lindsay is the person who wrote in yeah i don't Lindsay. know if, i don't know if they'd be happy about us nitpicking it or maybe some of the romance uh, elements of it i just don't know if it'd be satisfying i know i would i would complain at length and you know, incredibly boringly, too, might I add, about how the, the final disposition of Leonardo DiCaprio's character and how I yeah still still feel like I got ripped off a little bit there. And I would never, ever stop complaining about the flash-forwards that are interspersed through this movie.
0: Uh, then, well, I think, luckily, the Celine Dion track is saved to the credits, so you wouldn't have to put up with that during the film, I'm pretty sure.
1: Oh, yeah, that wouldn't really be... It'd really be that... that she throws that. She throws well. just an amulet or some shit. Yeah, yeah, right into the water. I know. That's. Uh... I mean, if you were, if you fell in love with some poor, handsome boy, um, seventy-five years ago, the best could you could hope for be, would would he would be that he would drop off that fire
0: all these years later. No, and the best I mean... thing you could really. In reality, the best thing you could have hoped for was that he fell off of the uh, Titanic and never was seen again. Because you get back to New York and you're, you know, in your in your uh, aristocratic circles, and you got to uh, sort of Pygmalion this uh, tramp. It's just going to be weird and awkward, and you'll end up presenting the dude. And I don't know. So, well,
1: uh, I I might throw the movie out there sometime, but I don't know if it's going to be. If any of us, I just, you know, I want to try to keep us from complaining too much in our movie reviews. What well, is a Cameron. So that, I think generally it, it makes for bad podcasting, and so I just, I worry a little bit about that for this film.
0: But we do enjoy a little Cameron, so. Uh,
1: yeah, I, I have, have we hit Cameron at all?
0: Of course, man. We did uh, a- Aliens. fucking Aliens, and we did so, yeah. the
1: Terminator, and. Uh, oh, we did the Terminator, you're right, yeah. So. Yeah, I don't know. We might have to return to Cameron. This should probably be, at least be in con- the consideration when uh, one of us is uh, chewing of uh, doing that Pandora movie. What's it called? Uh, true. Uh,
0: I had a lot of little show news. Just a rant. I just wanted to say that I fucking hate the Prayer Home Companion. I just want to get that out there. I want to get it on. Tape. I thought that
1: guy retired. i don't know but didn't didn't he make a movie and retire like 10 years ago i don't know
0: but yeah it was i I tried watching it why the fuck i was watching it i don't know lindsey lohan was in it it didn't make any sense but uh the what i this is what i think about prayer home companion it's the time on a sunday morning when you need to turn off the fucking radio and get on with your day because uh npr whatever the morning show is uh what is the morning show uh
1: all things considered.
0: Uh, all things considered. No, that's the afternoon show. Whatever the fuck um, it is in the morning. I don't remember. Uh, good morning, uptight white people of America.
2: <laughs> I don't know what, what their show's called. Uh, but, yeah.
1: I, I've gotten so I am just I'm burnt out on, on public radio. It's just I don't know what it is. I think it's too liberal for me. <laughs> it's too something.
0: Anyway, but I was like cleaning up the kitchen.
1: Fucking Prairie Home
0: Companion was on. I was like, why must we keep enduring? this is the worst show ever. The fucking musical comedy is just for shit. Just why? I put Garrison Keillor out to fucking pasture. I don't know who's enjoying this shit. It's got to go. I hate it. Uh, I'm going to be the first to say, as a uh, liberal urban white person myself, I fucking hate the Prairie Home Companion. So on tape. Well, luckily, it's easy hey, to avoid, welcome. Unless your wife likes <laughs> to listen to it. No, she and she hates it too. So All right, we've rambled long enough. Let's shall we segue. Um, this uh, week uh we're doing this Halloween week, we're reviewing the film Halloween. Uh this is our sixth John Carpenter film that we've reviewed. So uh quite the box set. Maybe we could give that for Christmas, Mark, our uh, John Carpenter review box set. Well, Bernard. let's say
1: we'd we'd have to distill it down to only four of Carpenter's movies, and we'd both make our own custom box set. Okay, for friends. I tell and you, family. I know what two movies of Carpenters I won't be including in my box set.
0: <laughs> oh, oh, let's see. Uh, uh, Escape from New York, certainly. And see, I'm. I, I we haven't reviewed Halloween. Well, yet, maybe so we'll just I, have
1: to wait to the end to find out. <laughs> Right, i i so, would i would I was thinking about what would be an alternate title for this film, and I thought maybe oh the a,
0: babysitter murders was its working title at the time
1: was it the babysitter murders that's actually yeah. not a bad idea I mean no. um I might consider it an instructional video called Doors <laughs> Function and Common Pitfalls
0: <laughs>
1: Can you repeat that again? <laughs> Doors, their doors. function and common pitfalls for the user. And uh... it seems like doors in this movie, either they're ir- they're totally non-functional, in the fact that they, they just cannot swing be open. opened in any way, shape, or form, or they're never locked. Yeah, yeah. or they're just they're just swinging free on their hinges. And I... even the same doors will revert back and forth to do two states, almost like they're in some sort of superposition. <laughs> <laughs> or uh, uh,
0: really, you're you're in your under in your panties, and you don't care that the fucking back door is open in Illinois fall. I mean, that's not biting you in the ass a little bit. You don't really give a shit about that.
1: Hey, okay, come on now, don't knock the, these babysitters in their panties.
0: Uh, well, there's nothing really to bite ourselves about in the That ass but one. I guess they're superhuman. So, uh, okay, quick plot rundown. I'm going to spare Mark any th- any kind of detail here. Uh, a young boy. Mike Myers kills his sister Judith Myers on Halloween of 1963 and is sent to the mental hospital. 15 years later he escapes and returns to his hometown in order to wreak havoc. There you go. Wreak havoc is 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 uh uh I'd say uncoordinated havoc. Uh, I thought there I thought that there was going to be a tie between uh Judith Myers and these three girls but there is absolutely no tie.
1: Correct? Uh, there is no tie, yeah. I think the, the tie-in is strictly in the in the remake, which I also watched this week. Oh, you watched the remake? Yeah, uh, I, th- I wanted to see both of them, because I like Rob Zombie, and I wanted to sort of contrast them, because I know you had seen the remake and, and spoke positively of it. It's been a while. So
0: uh, I guess let's shout out right now, which, uh, which one was better?
1: Um, I think that, well, both movies have some flaws in them. Um, oh, boy. It's tough to say. Um, the... Uh, Different. I mean, both movies shine in different ways, and they both. Have troubles in different ways. It's it's almost like watching both of them together. You can put together by piecing them together. You can put together a really a very good film out of the two stories because they are very similar. But where one excels, the other seems to fall behind. Like an example, I would be I would say where the remake excels versus uh, the original uh, Carpenter work would be the origin story for Miles. Yeah, the origin
0: story. It, right.
1: It's much better. I mean, um, you get a feel for what he is, and they they really build it up that he is. I mean, you hear Pleasant's talk in the intro to this podcast, and they talk about how he's pure evil. And the truth is you don't really – there's very little meat to the bones of Michael Myers in the Carpenter work. Yeah, that's true. He just simply is. And and, and that's fine. I I don't mind that particularly. But I do like the idea, especially – Zombie takes quite a bit of time building this up. You know, in the crescendo of where you both understand and feel and fear and hate Michael Myers, is uh, when he uh, drowns. uh, What is that Latino actor's name? Um, Fuck, I don't remember that movie. I mean, I don't remember that movie.
0: Oh, Machetti. Oh, Jesus. Yeah, I Uh, forgot. Well, you know the actor I'm talking
1: about. It's a guy who tried to take care of him while he was growing up in the asylum, then he drowns him. In the okay. middle part of the film and you really get to understand that Mike Myers really has no feelings. You can't you can't get through to him. He's just a an animal. Right. Um right. driven by some other motives that are somewhat inscrutable, in, in, at least on a deep level. Uh and I think that's superior. Uh where uh Carpenter's work is far superior is the portrayal of the of the of the babysitters. They're very um while they're not well, you don't really feel bad for know, them they're they're sort of two dimensional and they're just annoying in the sense that teenagers would be annoying. They right. seem more realistic in this movie. So, you know, I think it helps a lot uh with uh Lori's character and, and um Jamie Lee Curtis' performance. It's it's more grounded than his two her two friends, Annie and um, and Linda. But uh that that unrealness and annoyingness is really just uh I mean, it's just it's just it's almost Unwatchable in the zombies. I mean, in Rob Zombie's film. They're just I don't incredibly remember annoying. Those three oh, characters, okay. including the main character of Laurie, is also uh, somewhat unlikable uh, in her her meaning. So I think in that way, the Carpenter's film is much better. So the first half of Zombie's film is better, but the second half right. of Carpenter's films is better.
0: Yeah, that's kind of the, that's kind of what I remember. I, I I think and to 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 be fair to Rob, I think that was his. Uh, uh, obviously, where he concentrated his effort, and he says, Well, I got to kind of put the slasher piece into it. Uh, not my favorite part of this, but uh, if I'm going to remake it, I got to put it in there. And so it was almost a little mechanical at that point. Where it, 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 did,
1: really- it, did, it did feel, especially near the end, it felt like they were just going through the motions, the chase motions. And in fact, Zombies film is over long, too. You can't oh, believe it. I, I know you, couldn't, you can't imagine me saying that about a film. <laughs> but zombies film is, is is far too long
0: well you know sort of getting uh getting in in touch with my uh my inner life philosophy which i 've now uh called it cosmic pessimism is is sort of my my outlook on life and things and i 've i 've kind of given up on the idea and kids maybe this will be you at age forty one uh you get this to look forward to is that i uh, I stop. I stop hand wringing about the way sh- things should be. I guess, mm-hmm. and, the, and I'm much more uh, shoulder shrugging about the way things are, and sort of a uh, peace with that's the way shit is. And so
1: you're, um, you're channeling your inner Russian, I think.
0: <laughs> my inner Dostoevsky. Mm-hmm. By the way, I uh, cherished his wiener dogs as well, I recently learned. So uh, if you're looking for a muse, young writers, I, I, I recommend getting a wiener dog. I don't know. There's something about them. So anyway, uh, off on a tangent there. But yeah, and so uh, with the Mike Myers thing is like, you know, why? Why is he such a callous murderer and inhuman? And uh, I'm just like, it takes all kinds. (laughs) So, uh, you know, it's neither good nor evil. I would disagree with the Donald Pleasant's, what's the the doctor's name, Dr. Uh, Loomis character, that it's not pure evil.
1: It's just pure nothing. That's uh, inside I mean, Michael Myers. And I think that's, I mean, that that speech at the beginning is flawed in a bit. And I think it points to that flaw of the development of the Michael Myers character. I think that evilness, or if you want to use that word, uh, I think it's, it's a reasonable word to use, though it may not be necessarily completely factual, Um I, I think it. I think that feeling you get points to the lack of development of the Michael Myers character, which I think might have been intentional on Carpenter's part.
0: Well, it was because he wanted to create a character. I read in the trivia that that nobody could relate to. Not yeah, you know anybody, hell, even your your uh, nascent serial killer such as uh, uh, maybe yourself, Mister Hudson, and your YouTube uh, expositions that you've been putting out, <laughs> unbeknownst to us all. Uh, but yeah, I mean, he, he wanted something that just is. Unrelatable. Like you couldn't emulate, you couldn't synthesize. It's just this, this kind of this human robot. Yeah, but is that is
1: that good? In a way, Um, I mean, the thing is, I can understand him doing that when you think of think of it from a Terminator standpoint. No, hold that. That's a different person, isn't it? That's that's (laughs) Cameron. I'm Uh, Uh, confused. You could relate to zombies, Michael Myers, a bit. While he was a child, maybe not after his transformation, but at least she could get to the point where, oh, I, go, I, I see where this character is going. He's, he's deeply flawed and hurt, and he, he's going down this dark path as a terrible, poorly chosen coping mechanism. But in this movie, there's nothing like that. He, you don't even no. know what he's doing. Like, I mean, he's totally inscrutable. I mean, this first of all, just look at the character's path. He's some kid who kills his sister, all
0: right. right? Just out and, of nowhere.
1: Yeah, just out of nowhere. Uh you know his sister doesn't look like she's afraid of him she's like when he comes in the room she's like hey what are you doing in here ah! and yeah, uh let me hold still they, while
0: you stab me in the back and They I, put
1: him in a mental asylum and then he plays catatonic for what what is it 20 years or is 15 it eight, 18 years 15 15 years and right. um and then at, at at the end of that period of time he goes back to his hometown and then just kills random teenagers
0: girls that remind him of his sister because oh, yeah. he uh, he puts the cuz he somehow yeah. grabs the uh headstone 200 pounds headstone mm. puts it in the back of the LTD mm-hmm. um drives over to uh, uh well see oh, maybe there's no, a No no that's here. that's it
1: I think that's I think that's supposed to be his main motive that carpenter gives us Puts the
0: headstone on the bed, which mm-hmm. is somehow able to support it, and then puts uh, the was it Annie? Uh,
1: yeah, Annie's the one he puts down on the bed.
0: Yeah, sort of the uh, Judith Myers stand-in, mm-hmm. and um, yeah. Huh. So I guess that's
1: it. Just seems like a lot of work. <laughs> it is a lot of work.
0: <laughs> I don't know. Uh, maybe it's a part of the whole reliving trauma thing that uh, that psychological phenomena.
1: We should let Michael Myers work through it. He'll find his answers eventually.
0: I think so, and he'll pen a book about it. And um, crazy chicks will want to marry him in prison. You know that mm-hmm. whole thing. So uh, yeah, I don't know. I it, it's uh, I, I, but I don't think that's for the, for you know. I was watching this, and and um, I don't know. It sounds like you you're pretty ambivalent, if not maybe don't really care for Halloween, John Carpenter's Halloween that much.
1: I, I'm not crazy about it. It may it may be a, a a deeper uh, element of just strictly my likes and dislikes that I think maybe I don't like these sort of masked slasher films generally, unless they're sort of dippy and a little crazy.
0: Uh, Yeah, unless they it's have sort of some fun. Uh, nutty fun about it, right? Yeah, and this movie uh,
1: doesn't really. It's pretty serious, this movie. Well,
0: Well, I think for me, you know, I was watching this and I was like, I was entertained again you know for the ninety minutes, and uh, I was thinking, you know there is something special about john carpenter's uh, uh sl- this slasher film, and what is it exactly
1: yeah there it has to be because it's 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 loved widely by audiences and critics so while it may not really tickle my pleasure zones if i could use that term if that may be right. too graphic
0: your fear your fear zones or whatever yeah
1: is. if yeah. it doesn't really get to me and i don't find it necessarily enjoyable i think there's some stuff there and i'm hoping that uh you can help me plumb that out and we've talked about some of the things that are good in this film already but i think we can certainly continue to find more well i think where this the movie excel excels you know,
0: despite the motivations of Mike Myers and the backstory and all that stuff, which uh, you know, let's just maybe not focus on that. But the uh, camera—I wouldn't call it camera trick- trickery—but sort of the now you see them, now you don't, mm-hmm. and it's done a lot. I mean, it's maybe overused, but I think where it is used, it's done well, mm-hmm. and it's something in—it's something in film that. I don't know if it's an overdone style, but I do like it. And it does uh, it does kind of put a shiver into my spine when done well. And I think that John Carpenter, because he does a lot of uh, distance shots. Like you'll see Mike Myers, uh, you know, across the street or behind some laundry or, you know, near a hedge.
1: Yeah, I and- wasn't expecting him to openly menace so much.
0: And way. and only one person for whatever reason sees him. Like nobody's like, did you just see that shit? Holy shit! That guy, did you see that guy? Wait, was that Bill gone. Shatner? Yeah, it was Working uh, on his car. <laughs> that was, uh, yeah. That's right. He's looking. He's looking a little peaked. He has a fish belly, white uh, uh, pallor to his face. I don't know. If something's wrong with him. Yeah. Well, that's the. If people don't know, the, the the mask was purchased for like a buck at some dime store or some Value Village type of store. Uh, And it's Will Shatner's uh, Star Trek mask, which seems fucking weird you would wear. Like, anybody thought that was a good idea. (laughs) We're going to make masks of the characters of Star Trek for Halloween, and it's just going to be the mask of a person's face, you know, as opposed to the way that it should be done, which would be, hey, here's just the uniform of the Star Trek, you know, cast, and Mm. let's just... Let's just not try to imitate Will Shatner's face. Let's just pretend you're Will Shatner. You know? Yeah, Will,
1: Will Shatner's not exactly the most... Striking character. Face? Yeah. I he's mean, not like he's, an a, he's a, sort of a. mask. He's a good actor, and I enjoy his work, but um, he doesn't necessarily have an unusual face.
0: Yeah, not like like Abe Pagoda or somebody like that. Mm-hmm, who would mm-hmm. you, know, you, you need a specific you know look for? But uh, yeah, they they purchased even the it. Spock
1: would make a better mask just because of the the makeup of the eyebrows and the ears, right?
0: And, and Leonard Nimoy's face is a lot more has a lot more character than Shatner. Yeah, it
1: certainly does. Shatner, I mean, in his younger days, he was just a handsome white guy, really. Yeah, no. I mean, yeah. on top so, of being a good actor, he's also a handsome fella. Uh,
0: so they spray they spray painted uh, the mask white and then they teased the hair out and spray painted it brown and they did uh two masks they did uh, a clown mask which was the echo back to uh young mike myers Mm -hmm. and then they did the will shatner mask and they're like you know that will shatner mask is a lot fucking creepier than the the clown mask so why don't we just go with that and so uh that's that's what remained Uh, for the film and I think it works well because what it does is it gives you this sort of like distorted lens at a distance of a human face but it's not really a human kind of reminded me a little bit of uh, uh, Jacob's Ladder in that kind of way but done on a budget you know what I'm saying Mm -hmm, like mm -hmm. this human image but it's something's really fucked up about it Mm -hmm. tough to tell at
1: a distance so it makes that menacing more effective
0: yeah, and so there's that and then there's the, the now you see him now you don't and then mm-hmm. there he is like stalking like right behind the victim in dim shadow. Uh that kind of thing and I think that's just sort of uh just maybe blind luck on Carpenter's part that that all that technique worked out so well. Uh but I think that's what that's where this movie um why, why it was so popular. Cause if you didn't do all that stuff, this would be a really fucking boring movie. You know what I mean? It could be, I really, mean it's,
1: it, it's an effective movie from that standpoint. Well, it's Carpenter. He's a good, he's a good director.
0: Well, and, and he plays on things that, um, that are fairly pedestrian, like looking at a front porch of a house. You know, there's lots of shots of that. And no, uh, yeah. I, I want to talk about sh-
1: something about house porches. I got, I can't tell if I'm—I was too high when I watched this film, <laughs> or if watched it I? <laughs> or if there's some serious—I think there's some serious continuity errors in this film as far as houses go. All right, let's get down to it.
2: Break well, I, I don't know if you've
1: noticed this. I mean, you recently watched it, so here, here's what really got me is you see um, Lori leave her house at the beginning when she's going to uh, drop the key off under the mat at the at the Myers house right for her her father who's a a realtor um and you see her exit this house and it has like a side door and it has a front door with sort of trees around it it's a corner um and then after school uh she gets menaced on the way home with her friends and by Mike and um she decides to take a shower after she sees him hanging out by out of her upstairs bedroom okay and she's hanging out and um uh, she goes, oh, I'm going to take a shower. I don't know. Somehow she's cool with taking a shower. So then the next thing you know, she's walking down a stairway into the living room of her house, right, with okay. the towel around her head. And you look at the front door, and it's, it's a nice door with two uh, full-height uh, windows on either side of the door, right? Okay. And then uh, um, after she has the interaction with her, uh, her friend comes over, and they talk on the phone, and then one person goes up to borrow the blouse. She walks out her front door. To the same house you saw her walk out of at the beginning of the movie. And that that, that doorway does not have those glass uh, windows on the side of the door.
0: That's probably just a uh, film error. I would think. I mean, there's a lot of that in this movie. Like for starters, yeah. you see fucking palm trees all over the place. <laughs> it was in uh,
1: California, where they. Filmed yeah, it? I
0: mean, they filmed it in South Pasadena, so I, I, I uh, kind of like
1: it. Uh, it really confused it, me. It, I think maybe it was exacerbated because I noticed it, and then I was like, "What the hell is going on, man?" You're higher than because you got a little, you got like a little confused <laughs> by because then they both go over to different houses where their babies babysitting, babysitting across the street yeah, from each other, right. right? Yeah. So you're trying to get right. you're trying to get confused about what are the relations between these the youngsters and the teenage babysitters and um anyways so there's i think there's some continuity errors there that are a little confusing uh also boy how do you feel about hiring babysitters uh
0: well Next we, thing you know they're
1: going to be they're going to be in your bedroom fucking their boyfriends
0: uh well our babysitter do babysitters it, do that uh i don't maybe they used to well for starters you don't you you you, you hire a babysitter who uh 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 Maybe isn't in high school. That's probably a good plan right there. Oh, uh, but our our, our babysitter, uh, she used to nanny for us, so she's she's fairly. Uh, prof. She's very professional. Oh, that, what is the difference between
1: nannying and babysitting?
0: Nannying um, uh, nannying's like a daytime gig, and uh, babysitting is just like we're going out. Can you watch the kid for three or four hours? Oh, so a nanny
1: just... could be there for like a full day or even two days.
0: Yeah. Yeah, like uh, we 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 hired like her a weekend. For, uh, if you went away
1: for a weekend, you
0: get Um yeah, we could possibly do that. We don't do overnight, but uh yeah, during like we were working one day uh where we didn't have my mom setting, So we hired her for a nanny for the day and then she mm. would watch her. And anyway, so we, since she's at daycare now, we hire her as a, like a babysitter for the night, things like hmm. that. So hmm. anyway, but, uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I just, uh, don't hire a, a kind of a horny fuck up. Maybe that's a good plan. Hire an ugly babysitter. You, you, you wouldn't hire Annie. Hire an ugly. She was, she was off the trot. I would not maybe hire the bookish Jamie Lee Curtis. Yeah, I uh, think I she
1: think. makes a better a better one. Well, she's more serious about it, right? Yeah. Um I I had something I had a note here I wanted to ask you about. Um Okay. You know, so you see Michael Myers do a bunch of uh sort of terrible things, I guess in the classical sense, you know. Uh strangle or murder and, murder, murder uh, and high school girls. <laughs> yeah. But I think one of the most disturbing scenes in this movie, and I don't know, I mean the ones that really sort of actually made me cringe a little bit is where he chokes out a dog. Yeah, see. Remember that scene? Uh, I yeah. thought that was pretty effective. I would have liked to see more I of know. that. And less of, the, oh, less of that's the goofy, terrible. Stuff.
0: Oh, we hate we, we, like any dog bad dog violence story on the news, uh-huh. Rose and I turn off. We just we just don't have it in us. We it's like like it just seems like such a cheap shot to to kill a dog in a movie but it
1: was was, really effective because you see like the dog lose its uh, muscle tone i just wondered how they physically did that i kind of wonder i think i think maybe they gave the dog some uh an anesthetic or something and held them up until he lost his uh his muscle tone i don't think it was pretty effective to actually kill a german shepherd for the film maybe they just choked him out you know mma style (laughs) waiting for him to tap out
0: uh, no, it was a disturbing scene. And then, uh, of course, Annie was like, er! was like, oh, I guess he found somebody to screw. Yeah, and
1: that means you really don't like Annie because she yeah, hates Annie's dogs. A fucking dog-hating
0: <laughs> bitch. Fucking deserved everything
1: that came, came her way.
2: <laughs> I sort of
1: liked it because I'm not a huge dog fan. so Not, not that uh, I like the dog getting killed, but I, I sort of had fun with Annie's dislike.
0: Of yeah, that. like, oh, well, like you can hear it yelp and then you hear nothing else. And yeah, she, she just doesn't else give a shit.
1: Yeah, I know. Like, I guess it just
0: like sprained its paw and ran away.
1: You know. <laughs> and the other thing that Mike Myers does, I th- I, th- I found really comical. This is this is sort of like the other end of the spectrum. He
0: had a, he, he had did. a sense of humor. He did. He had a sense. Uh, of humor. Cameron? No, Mike Myers. I mean
1: Carpenter. Oh Myers. Did. Or, oh yeah, really? a little bit. You know, Myers had a goat. sense of humor.
0: He dressed up as the ghost with the glasses on. Oh, funny! That was, oh. kind of funny. Okay. That was <laughs> good. I forgot about that.
1: And zombie does the same exact maneuver oh, in this <laughs> movie, it's right? A good, but it's
0: the, a good comic <laughs> relief, right? You know? I don't know.
1: I thought that was a weird. I thought that was really out of character for Mike Myers. I know. It's like well, at least it's he has just a it's, sense of humor. It's a too. That's too, too much understanding about humans. He doesn't know. Uh. He doesn't understand interpersonal interaction enough to really. Or it do could that. be.
0: It could have been such a. Uh, uh, poor poor emulation of a human that it just happened to work. You know, I was like, okay, well, I, I can't reveal that it's me, so I'm going to put a sheet over my head, but I need to put the glasses but, on her. She'll get freaked out. It doesn't out. make any
1: sense. He, why why can not he just march in there and kill her? He does it with other characters. Uh, uh, yeah, I, I mean, know. it's funny, but I don't yeah. think it's in line with Michael Myers' characters. The thing I was talking about, and it's funny that Zombie does this as well, um, it's Bob. Bob is a... Uh, oh, Bob. Name? He, uh, he uh, yeah. takes it like a an eight inch chef's knife.
0: Oh, I'm with you. I know where you're going. And pins with this. Yeah, Bob
1: right through yep. the liver with yeah. this knife, and there's like a good four inches of the knife still sticking out of Bob. I mean, yeah. it literally wouldn't make it all the way through his liver. Yet it pins him right to the wall. And Zombie does the exact same oh, move. <laughs> it is the exact same move, followed up by the uh, the sheet in the glass maneuver. At the very end, uh, shot. No
0: comp. Uh, yeah. And you're just waiting for the Arnold Schwarzenegger like, that, yeah, stick around, you know. <laughs> but,
1: I mean, it's it's so comical. I just, I mean, what was Carpenter thinking? I mean, it just I don't it know. physically doesn't work. You you would be hard to At least put the and- knife, the fake knife in all the way to the hilt or something, you know. You couldn't, or get, get you him like a, a big, super longer knife or something. I don't know.
0: Even if the dude was like, let's say, uh, actually a high school weight, like 150, 160 pounds. Uh-huh. Uh, I don't think you could, I don't know what kind of w- impalement you would have to accomplish well, to I suspend mean, a human being off the ground of the wall. Like, well, I, I mean, can't if you ha- had like a
1: piece of rebar sticking out, you could impale them and keep them on the wall like that. that well, a
0: rebar in a piece of cement wall, right? <laughs> but I, yeah. I, can't, I can't hang a fucking like <laughs> picture in my daughter's bedroom without the fucker falling to the ground because the... <laughs> Goddamn, you know.
1: You got to use Halloween. those uh, those removable command hooks with
0: the little double sticky tape on them. They oh yeah, were, I saw one for those. They're great I think for that uh,
1: Michael Myers could have found a lot of neat uses for those. <laughs> right.
0: A human sized one, you yeah. And
1: it just sharpen sharpen up the uh, the hook on it a little bit. Just uh, hanging uh, them up uh, there. A butcher shop caliber one. You know, yeah. maybe that's more of a Leatherface thing. Now that I think about it. Uh,
0: stick it. Well, this movie came out bef- after Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Uh-huh. So, yeah, no, I was watching this. Like, I think it'd be awesome, though, like if he did that, and then like a second later, Bob just kind of slipped off the knife and fell to the ground as it was just a dangling there. That would have been a better That would have been more... It was like, oh, yeah, that would happen.
1: <laughs> you know, he, oh, and he right. dies fast, too. <laughs>
2: yeah,
0: right. No, I don't think he would... Well, he was choked out, right? That was, was kind he? of Mike Myers' deal. Mm. He was into strangulation. Mm. That was kind of his uh, main uh, method of... of uh, killing wasn't it like he, he i don't really figured out how annie died she was got into the
1: car and he was in the car and yeah, then he, he kind of he, he was sort of half ass strangler i know i was watching it and i was like and then he's the still breathe I was like, it's like you're not doing a very good job strangling yeah. this bitch and then and he then slices he, her throat
0: yeah then he, he says oh fuck it man this isn't working <laughs> it's gonna get messy now yeah but, but they don't he,
1: show yeah. it i think they, they show a motion of a slice but there's no prosthetic blood or anything yet. Well, it was sort of of a low cost through steamed windows sort of shot.
0: He uses the uh, uh, well, that was kind of a cool shot, right? She gets in the car and she's like, why is it fogged up?
1: Yeah, I thought that was pretty neat, too. That was pretty cool.
0: That was kind of groovy. But he Mike Myers is is doing the classic serial killer knife attack, which is probably the worst way to attack somebody with a knife, which is the overhand. You know, like he's like overhands it a lot. He's like overhanding it with the butcher knife. You know, Yeah, I know. We
1: all learned that lesson from 12 Angry Men, if you remember. That's <laughs> no, a big plot point. No, I don't remember that. that. Was there you,
0: you never seen some, 12 Angry
2: Men? Oh, I have. I just don't remember. Mm,
1: no, you, you'll you'll notice it when you see it again.
0: Oh, okay. But yeah, I don't think you want to strike that way, right? You want to do underhand. Uh, you, want uh, to
1: oh, boy, you know, I've never killed anybody with a knife. I'm open to it. I've only I just don't killed I think it's like, going to come up.
0: Um, only three people, but two confirmed because the other guy ran away. I, know,
1: I, so mean, I mean, I don't think you really want to stick him in the gut. Because that's not really going to kill them. No,
0: go for the. I mean, the if net, they're if right
1: they're an immediate threat to you, I think it's mostly like a. Uh, it would be more of a maneuver just to. Um, I mean, if you get stuck in the gut, you're probably going to be dismotivated. You know, to do whatever you were planning on doing. you be like, goddamn! Even I, if you I were all, you know, even if you were sort of nuts on drugs or, or in some sort of rage, probably make you check yourself a little bit. I think I think you really need to go for the thorax. In between the ribs, I think is the real way. Oh, to I do
0: was it. thinking the neck, think the neck, the neck the or bag. down through like the
1: clavicle, uh, so you can get some of those major uh, veins and arteries. Probably yeah, be the best that's way to true. do
0: it. Yeah, I don't know. It, it looked like he was he he hadn't thought it out uh, completely. It Looks like he he was having some problems there. But uh, uh, I mean, he'd only really killed one person prior to all this, right? So he wasn't like a you know a Ted Bundy class yeah, serial killer. Yeah,
1: that's the thing too. He'd only killed that one, his sister. Until he right, really got going here. It's one of those things that's sort of mysterious about Michael Myers, and I guess maybe that's intentional, that we're not supposed to understand him or his motivations. Right, right.
0: And somehow, yeah, he he he's completely able to drive a Ford LTD after <laughs> probably never having driven a car his whole life. That's <laughs> funny. They actually
1: mention that in the film. Oh, what do they say? Well, uh, when uh, Loomis goes back uh, uh, the next morning after he arrives at the uh, – at the mental institution and the patients are out in the yard that's a pretty spooky scene with the, lit, with oh, the yeah. nurses chain smoking in the, in that ford ltd yeah. and um the next morning he's talking to uh one of the other physicians and they're sort of giving him a hard time that you know it's you know loomis is hard done by this whole movie and um they said well look even if Myers." Got out. And he got out last night. There's no way he can get all the way over to this town that's 100 miles away. He'd have to drive a car. And look, he was a kid. He's been in this institution since he, he can't drive. And then Pleasant says he was driving all right last night when he drove the car away. Oh. Definitely. Okay. Yeah. So they did They did mention that it sort of doesn't make sense. I mean, this character is sort of otherworldly where he knows that's how kind to of, drive even though he's never driven. Well,
0: that's kind of a cool explanation for mm-hmm. a- uh, obvious plot hole. Right? Yeah, I, th- <laughs> has, I, thought like, it, I
1: thought it was neat that they, they, they addressed that plot hole that way and just made it even more mysterious about, you know, what is this thing?
0: Some uh, some preternatural cosmic darkness that drives Michael Myers to uh, murder babysitters, you know, mm-hmm. so, yeah. Um, let's see. Should we talk about some of the uh, other characters? Like, uh, well, let's talk about Jamie Lee Curtis. Um, you know, she was the actually the only teenager in the film. Which I oh, was, was really she she things. seems older, but I know, she has sort she of an older seems, face. Well, then you could see her wiener through the, the, the pants a few times. What do people think about <laughs> I don't fucking questioning know, the man. sexuality
1: of Jamie Lee Curtis? <laughs> I've never understood it. Have you seen her body? You know, Yeah, she's I watched, like super tight. I, mean, it's like I a, watched you, uh, A Fish Called Wanda this week
2: because oh, actually okay. I was
1: thinking about Jamie Lee Curtis. I was like, you know, I, I don't know if there's any movies I really like. I don't know if I really like Jamie Lee Curtis as an actress. And then we were yeah. talking about her father, Tony Curtis, and stuff. And Gene and I. And I said, Jay, have you seen The um, Fish Called Wanda? Because it's sort of a goofy uh, yeah, it's a fun movie with uh, right. you know, some of the classic uh, two guys from
0: the- Awesome Kevin Klein performance. He,
1: he, got a, he got an Oscar for that performance. Hey, shit. It was a good we, movie. We, went, we, at, we went back and watched it. I hadn't watched it in years. And I. <laughs> I don't, I don't know. I don't know if I like it as much as all I used right. to. It's really, yeah. It's pretty slapsticky. It's pretty. Oh yeah! It's pretty nonsensical. Uh, I th- yeah. It wasn't quite as funny as I remember. There's moments, obviously, but okay. th- the whole movie doesn't really make sense. I do like the point when Kevin
0: Klein gets in the car and he like grabs for the steering wheel. <laughs> oh, I'd miss that. <laughs>
1: He, is an, amazing, classic, he like, is an amazing dipshit in that movie. A,
0: a classic shitty American. No, he, <laughs> it's a gag, but he just, like, gets into something, like... You know, he's, like, reaches for the... He's, like, where's the stereo? <laughs>
1: yeah, it's a movie you got to enjoy for its moments, not for the movie... Uh, well, it's a old. good, like... Uh,
0: the Ameri- uh, the British-hating American, which is... I don't even... It's a very small small minority of human beings, but uh, he does it to uh, an enjoyable effect. Like, it, as if you... You know, most people... Basically, don't think there is any sort of uh, antagonism between America and Britain, but uh, for whatever reason, he managed to stir the pot in that role. And you're like, yeah, fuck the Brits. <laughs> but uh, anyway, so aside yeah, from the
1: Oscar-winning a- performance, the point I wanted to make yeah. <laughs> is that Sorry. Jamie, Cluris, uh, Jamie Lee Curtis, has a great body, and that oh yeah, no, you know. she's, the thing she's, is her facial features are sort of masculine. Well, and that's and where I think this that's all starts,
0: problem. right? I think that's yeah, and I think that's
1: where. And it I, but do I, it doesn't favors. make any sense. So why, I mean, she no, doesn't just, look masculine. She has some masculine features in her face, which, in effect, make her look a little older when she was younger. And now yeah. she's older, it makes her look younger, I think. It sort of makes yeah, it, gives her should... sort of a timeless appearance, I think.
0: Right. And so I think that's, you know, I think that's why that bullshit got started. Like, you know, Richard Gere and the gerbil and all that other crap. That's, oh, that was that's, real. That's... <laughs> And the fact that Jamie Lee Curtis has had like two or three kids, you know. <laughs> yeah, it
1: doesn't. It doesn't make any sense to me.
0: Uh, so yeah, I empathize with her in that ridiculous uh, urban legend. Uh, I yeah, I think that that, that in- gave the, you
1: know that the, the her performance gave the movie a much needed sense of realness. Well, because didn't, could- it didn't get anywhere else, and where uh, I think um, I think really is one of the great strengths of this movie. I think is she- her performance.
0: She defies the oversexed uh teenage girl, which is the other her two friends, mm-hmm. and then you get her as sort of the bookish you know uh reserved, but probably will be way more successful uh you know and you, you went to you went to you went to school with girls like this well but then I think what do these
1: uh one of the reasons she'll be more successful is because she doesn't get killed <laughs> That's right. <laughs> yeah, That's really going to help yeah. her prospects.
0: When you can make it out of high school without getting uh, your throat slashed by a, a, a madman killer, mm-hmm. you know, wandering through the uh, uh, through the the set pieces of the film. I think you're you're doing OK. Uh, so I, any other characters yeah. you want to mention? Uh, no, I, I was trying to think of any other ones. Donald Pleasance. He got overpaid for that role. I guess he was only like in it for 18 minutes. Um, it almost but,
1: looked like they picked up all of Pleasants' shots separately yeah the, like the he film, wasn't like, available and so they did the principal shooting and then uh, <laughs> sometime later they went and picked up all the loomis shots because he's almost never with the other characters
0: except for the last scene where uh he shoots mike myers with uh, jimmy lear curtis in the house and but then could i don't that, even think they're, they're in the same editing? camera shot together maybe i don't know
1: I, it almost felt like he was he never saw anybody else except when he, he does run into those kids in the street one thing i wanted to mention is sort of a something that's used heavily in this film and it's used in, in the sequel and it's used in these sort of slasher movies like crazy. It's the bad guy who doesn't die yep, when he's supposed yep. to die and they can do this yep. once, they can do this twice. I think this movie does yep. it twice. I think the, the sequel does it three times maybe. Um, and it gets me to the point like from a legal standpoint, <laughs> okay. just from you know, if you just find yourself in this position like let's just say it doesn't have to be a guy wearing a william shatner mask let's just say something that happens though incredibly infrequently a home invasion right
2: yeah and you're right yeah, you
1: as an hour gun owner because you're scared because the police don't uh investigate burglaries Right in North Seattle. any longer. By the way, did uh, you see I'm the article the in the PI this week where there was a major bust of somebody? I, know. Uh, I sleep so much it's, better at night now. It's like their PR department says, uh, oh shit, uh, we <laughs> have got to do something. So let's find right. some nobody who has like $4,000 worth of merchandise in their house and let's bust them to show that we're on top of it. And they did right. it. Well, it was a big Let's call the PI up as fast as you can imagine and show them this shot of... <laughs> Some gift cards and a and a DVD player, <laughs> DVD and like a player. and like a Solo Flex that the guy they found in this asshole's front room, right?
0: Did you yeah. see that article? I didn't see the article, but I heard about the bust. It was such so. bullshit.
1: And um, anyways, so let's say you get home invaded and you shoot this person, and and you were really scared for your life, right? I mean, yeah. it was obviously that harm was lethal harm was meant to be done to you or your family, and you shoot yeah. this guy and he drops, right? And or woman, come on, let's be. Uh, That's let's right. Not be be sexist fair. here and right. uh Or transgendered, or transgendered. Or on transgendered. On. Jesus oh, Christ. God. Uh, <laughs> and um, <clears throat> I mean, what's the legality of just popping another couple in them? Um, I, can't for, the, well, I,
0: do I can't imagine. Well, they do forensics on a piece of shit like that. Will they do forensics on a piece of shit like that? Or I think like, so. Oh, you got him. I think. Yeah, I mean, really if you went up and, and
1: unloaded a couple into the temple. Yeah. I can't imagine that the court would look um, positively upon you for that. Well, they would
0: roll the body over, and they would find like three bullet holes into the hardwood underneath them, right? And they like, oh,
2: well, yeah, how yeah. that get be I mean,
1: Yeah, I mean, it'd be, per- I mean, look, it'd be pretty odd obviously, about the firing sequence. They'd come into the room, and they'd pretty much figure out pretty much what really happened. So you yeah. couldn't really lie that you didn't execute this person. So I don't think you can execute people, right?
0: Uh, not even not if you sort were in a moment.
1: I think you can only use it. I think you can only use as much force so that a reasonable person would expect you did it for self preservation.
0: Well, that's why I always say, aim for the knees, kids. Aim for the knees. No,
1: no, 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 don't aim for the knees. Center a mass. You want to kill him with that shot. You don't want to disable. Oh well, them because then they could always right. come back. Like in this movie. Oh,
0: okay. Even if they're like walking on stumps, I mean, it'd be pretty hard to come back at you. But well, it, it I mean, is a that's horror movie, true. so. Yeah, <laughs> but
1: it's, it's too bad because I think legally they are required not to execute Michael Myers. Well, it did come to uh, bite him in the ass. But he was still standing. It wasn't
0: as if he was on the ground, right? No, no, um, There was, was a was... couple of
1: times where he's still on the ground and comes back. Oh, well, there's
0: like two or three times, right? Like there's yeah, so one I'm where saying, she I'm hits saying, him with the darning Michael, needle.
1: That you couldn't really, as a reasonable person, a... go up and shoot him in the head to finish him off.
0: Uh, no, that's true. Yeah, it's too that's bad. True. You just have to, like, hold the gun on him and say, don't move, fucker, and call on the cops. And all yeah, I think stuff.
1: maybe not drop the knife immediately right next to him when you get out of the closet. Yeah, that's, that's right. And go down. Yeah, throw and, it out and the And turn, turn your back to the door and have a long conversation with the children that you just saved. <laughs> that's right. I, maybe, so, you, know, uh, you know, take it, be a little more careful.
0: So segues to, I guess, what I would call the legacy of Halloween. And uh, I think, which is probably most... Uh, Notably, I guess, uh, uh, portrayed in the Scream movies, because the whole Scream—did you ever see Scream? See the uh, first I, one? Ne- I
1: never did see the Scream movies. I've seen bits uh, and pieces of them.
0: Uh, scream's predicated on the whole fact that it's uh, 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 exploiting old slasher tropes for uh, effect, and that's the serial killer knows about all the slasher tropes and is going through the motions, and, you know, oh, well, it's like, they're like a, a vampire set of rules, you know, like the, the the slasher can only do this, and it can only do that, and, and so it follows all these rules, right? Mm-hmm. And watching Halloween, I'm like, god damn it, it seems like most of the rules came from this one fucking movie, especially the one you just mentioned about, like, gotta get up and come back to life a few times, you know, there's, there's always that. And, um, you know, calling up the babysitter and, and leaving, you know, uh, with no um, uh, traceability to the phone call or just dead air, or that kind of thing, which you get a lot of in this movie. There's a lot of like phones be ringing and getting picked up and nobody on the other end and all that kind of shit to sort of uh, increase the. Uh, I don't think
1: it was Myers on the phone any of these times. Well, moment.
0: I was thinking, how the fuck would Myers know what the phone number is of each one of these houses? This is I, the, I don't think uh, that's the case in this movie that
1: he's harassing them with the phone. There's just, there are people calling. There's these girls calling back and forth to each other. Well, like there's the scene where she's home
0: after school, phone rings, she picks it up and it's just nothing. But then I guess Annie calls, like, oh, that was me.
1: Well, you right? hear her hear sound of her eating. She had her oh, mouth full okay. when she picked up and she couldn't talk right away. God, what a rude bitch. For fuck's well, sake, hey. people. And he is a rude bitch. My yeah, favorite te- kind. Yes.
0: <laughs> well, that was, uh, yeah, teenagers lived and died by the uh, telephone, and now I can't even think of a time where I even call anybody anymore. Uh, I was trying to look on my phone plan to figure out how I could go from 450 minutes to like 45 minutes, Yeah. and there's just no way to do it. Uh, you should switch to usage. my plan,
1: man. I get like uh, f- 100 minutes, which I never use, and then unlimited text and data. Really?
0: What what plan is this, Mr. Hudson? This,
1: you got to, first you got to put on your best pair of sweatpants and go down to Walmart and buy their $30 a month T-Mobile special poor people plan. And that's what it is. It works great. Oh, okay. (laughs)
0: <laughs> and how's the how's the 4G LTE porn on It's just phones? It's,
1: the speed's just fine. I mean, I'm mostly using it in the city. So, I I mean, I think, like, their coverage, you know, in more rural places isn't as good as, like, AT&T. But okay. how often are you out in rural eastern Washington?
0: All the time, man. That's, <laughs> where, I, that's where I go to, you know, relax and get away from it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I I, i am with you. Well, I, yeah, so I, I don't even think kids get on the phone anymore. Maybe, like, occasionally, but uh, it doesn't sound like it's a, a deal anymore. So back then, though, it was the phone, and uh, yeah, okay, so it just seems like a lot of phone play that's sort of done for ominous effect, but, you know, other than the cord strangling scene, but I don't know. I don't know where I'm going with all this.
2: <laughs> I think that, we that,
1: should be going... Towards the Review. Ebert reviews this film uh, back on Halloween of 1979. Nice. Uh, He gives it four stars out of four, though quite honestly, he only has one point he makes about the film, and we'll get to that right now. He says, uh, <clears throat> Halloween is an absolutely merciless thriller. A, viol- a movie so violent and scary that I would compare it to Psycho. Um, he says, uh, talking about the plot line, basically, um, and uh, the origin, which he ex- basically explains the origin of uh, Michael Myers. He says,. Um, after his return to the town, um, uh, while the local babysitters telephoned their boyfriends and watched The Thing on television, I know it was Michael that meta. Myers I goes that was... back into action. I thought that was neat that they showed that opening from Howard Hawks' as The Thing. I, I had forgotten that uh, the, uh, the title, uh, the title uh, uh, card or whatever was the same in uh, the remake. It's pretty impressive. Well, I meant Carpenter remade it. That's what I thought was kind
0: of cool and meta about that.
1: I thought that was really... There's another weird thing in this film that I'm sure you noticed, and I especially noticed because they do the exact same thing twice in the Rob Zombie remake, is (laughs) the Blue Oyster Cult's Fear the Reaper. Yeah. Yeah, Comes up in this movie. And then they they use it twice again. It comes up in the background.
0: Well, that's the interesting thing about uh, Scream. I thought as being sort of an homage to 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 Halloween and maybe to a lesser extent other films is that they played uh, "Don't Fear the Reaper." I know once prominently in that film, but uh, I think maybe a couple more times. So uh, yeah, it's it's uh, it's a, that's a great song, by the way. Blue Oyster Cult. I think it's the only <laughs> Blue Oyster Cult song. I think there's like uh, Radar Love or some other shit. Or which was the remember, ones
1: that but... did the Godzilla? Who was that? Oh, was that, that was
0: like. want uh, to see, it's like was, ah,
1: that's Blue Oyster Cult. I think you're right. Yeah, yeah, Either
0: we that, that on like, the podcast. Yeah, or Edgar Winter Group. Fuck, I don't know. One of those 70s kind of bar mm. bands. But, yeah. but I enjoyed
1: that meta thing and then I enjoyed the Blue Oyster Cult business. Um, <clears throat> he says um, that uh, Halloween uh, is a visceral experience. We aren't seeing the movie. We're having it happen to us, he says. Well, I mean, it's a pretty right. strong feeling here. Yeah, uh, he goes, and then he goes to warn the reader, maybe you don't like movies that are really scary. Then don't go see this one. You waste. <laughs> and then he, then he goes on basically to elaborate on that for the remainder of this paragraph where he compares it to another movie uh, called Last Half on the Left that he said had a, he calls a terrifying thriller and basically said the exact same thing about, and I guess... He's trying to defend himself against some some flack he's got from his uh, readers, I think because these movies aren't necessarily terribly sophisticated, and he gives them positive reviews. But he says they're scary, so what? Um,
0: Uh, Yeah, that's kind of... Well, Ebert's credit is he always reviews the film and the genre. uh,
1: Yeah, no, that's something to to be said. I wish he would have had more meat... On this review, but um, he goes on uh, to say one other thing here. Um, It's easy to create violence on the screen, but it's hard to do it well. And I think that's probably true. Um, He says Carpenter is uncannily skilled, for example, in the use of foregrounds in his compositions. Now, I don't really quite understand what he's saying there. I don't know if you. Well,
0: I think maybe he what he was trying to say was what I was attempting to elaborate on with. Uh, you see Mike Myers in a distance and then you kind of see things framed. And like there's the scene, obviously. He uses
1: that a lot in this film very well. And give, give us your example. I got a couple off the top of my head, too.
0: Uh, You know, like when, when she's in school and she looks through the Venetian blinds and yeah. sees Mike Myers there. Yeah, There's some of that kind of stuff.
1: Or like when uh, Loomis, you see Loomis looking around going, God, Mike Myers has got to be here somewhere. And Mike Myers the pulls cop. around behind him. Or uh, near the end of the film uh, where um, Lori is uh, moving through the house and you see Mike Myers' mask slowly get lit through a darkened doorway. Right. I mean right. that's really Yeah,
0: effective. I mean, that's what makes this movie special and mm-hmm. and if if maybe Rob Zombie didn't treat it with such kid gloves in in his version and maybe that's why that wasn't as effective, I don't know. But mm-hmm. uh John Carpenter um he has some like excellent POV kind of static shots too that sort of uh,
1: Well, that opening uh, handheld scene uh is pretty effective, I think. Uh, though it's never used again in the film. It's an interesting yeah. choice. So I don't know. Maybe that's what he's getting at. Yeah, he's, I think so. I mean, his composition's that. good. Right. In this film. I think, I think that's true. Um, then he goes off to talk about the vi- the, 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 uh, victims. He says they're all ordinary everyday people. Uh, and I guess he likes that. I, know, I guess that's all right. Um, Yeah, but but he sums it up with that same point. He says, "If you don't want to have a real terrifying experience, don't see Halloween." So I think he really responded to this as being frightening to him or the viewers. And I I just didn't feel—I didn't feel that way. I mean, it was interesting, but I didn't feel frightened in any way. To be fair, you know, because could this be an age uh, thing? Yeah, I think it is. Desensitization. It's It's some and
0: it's some. uh, Yeah, desensitization. I can't even say it. Uh over the over the decades that have maybe faded Halloween a little bit, like Psycho, I think, uh is probably a faded horror movie. Uh you you and to be honest, I just don't get scared anymore watching films. So I, I, I can get disturbed, which is, is for me really kind of fun, like, oh, shit, that was fucking disturbing, or, you know, uh, like the human centipede, which I found horribly disturbing and hard to watch, and same with uh, Eli Roth's uh, Hostel. They're not scary, I think. They're just kind of, they kind of disgust me and then disturb me, but it's not like I'm terrified or I'm I'm afraid to walk through my house at night with all the lights off, that kind of thing. That shit doesn't bother me anymore. But, uh, you know, when you're when you're more impressionable in a younger age, maybe that stuff uh, is 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 much more amplified.
2: So.
1: Yeah, it is it is confusing. I think I, mean, I think we're barely groping at, I think, a fundamental um, aspect of the appreciation of this art form. Uh, I think that when it's a story, more of a story that's being told, uh, I think maybe it has. I don't know. I think maybe that. The way humans react to it changes less from generation to generation. But when this movie that it's really about a, a visceral response to imagery yeah. and sound. Right. That these little changes in your audience can really defeat a film in just the span of one generation. Oh, yeah. Boy, yeah. it's it's a tough thing. I'm sure that people that are really into film history and film appreciation. Probably have thought about this issue quite a bit. But uh, it certainly can cut the legs off, I think. Some films, I think, to some extent, for me at least, it cut the legs under off underneath this film.
0: Uh, well, you know, I, just from I, that, I say from that one being thing...
1: scared, from where Ebert's coming with his four stars, right? His four stars is well, because he was frightened and disturbed by this film, and that's I don't bring that to it. I mean, I appreciate it probably largely because I appreciate Carpenter and and some of his skills, but not from this. Don't see it if you don't want to be scared.
0: Yeah, sort I, of standpoint. I think. Where the movie excels is that it forced Carpenter to do more with less because he was only like on a $300,000 budget, half of which was used for cameras. Uh, he, yeah. he, he was forced to do a lot more with less. And so, you know, kind of out of that comes a lot more skill and filmmaking because that's all you have and that's free right, is, mm-hmm. is, is your ability to manipulate the camera where now you're just like, oh man, just fucking throw some more CGI werewolves in there and that shit will be awesome, you know and so uh, mm-hmm. now I'd say this kind of horror filmmaking is, is uh, uh, maybe it's still out there in indie form, but it's definitely not out there in uh, uh, major production house form and to, to be fair, Halloween was an indie film when it came out, it wasn't uh, uh, done by a studio so anyway
1: no no I mean I I don't I mean I guess I started out I guess maybe being sort of negative and not that I'm trying to be that way I mean it's not my favorite Carpenter film but I think there's a yeah, lot of good mean, stuff mean in either. it and I think we've plumbed that quite a bit yeah. here even though maybe it's not effective in the sense it was meant to be for me
0: well and I think it also benefits from Carpenter's musical score which I always like. Carpenter's music uh, yeah I, I think it's why. pretty effective here
1: Uh yeah. this stuff is pretty simple and I think that's for the benefit of, of this film
0: yeah Yeah, so uh, I don't know if there's anything else we needed to say about Halloween, Uh, other than I I found it still watchable, I still enjoyed it, it had been a while since I saw it, so, uh, you know, um, I don't know, Uh, the sequel, I think, takes place in the same night, sort of interesting, because if there's a movie that, that leads to a sequel, it would be this one, because obviously Mike Myers gets up off the ground and runs away, so he's mm-hmm. still out there. Mm-hmm. So I think uh, the does sequel he, takes place in Does he go to a, like
1: a walk-in clinic and seek some medical attention? Yeah,
0: <laughs> he goes into urgent care, and uh-huh. he sits there filling out forms until like two or three in the morning. And then it turns into a and quarter And then he fucking drama. just... He just says, fuck this, and then he murders the whole clinic. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> It's really it's really an indictment of the American healthcare system mm. more than it is a, yeah, a slasher so. film. So <laughs> anyway. All right. So, uh, I would say next week, but we're not going to have a next week. We're um I think I, I got some business travel coming up. Mark
1: uh, 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 has some na- Mark, napping travel coming
0: Mark up. Mark has some napping to do and uh but we're going to uh, in 2 weeks we'll, we'll do another film and we're going to I'm going to call uh, it the Verhoven mop up. Uh, mini-marathon, which will be like two movies, which will be Robocop and Starship Troopers, and those will be coming every other week
1: for the month of November. I think that'll be those two movies will be a hell of a lot of fun.
0: Yeah, I figured they'd be a lot of fun, and uh, we all love Verhoeven, and um, I think we've only done two of his films. We've done Showgirls, which... uh yeah yeah that, we liked quite a bit i think yeah, glad that one's out of the way actually i enjoyed that <laughs> and um total recall right I don't think oh yeah that's a great one. film yeah so uh anyway but we're gonna do uh, robocop which uh re- got remade in starship troopers which i'm shocked they haven't tried to remake and make terrible but uh yeah, they had they I, had I, a
1: couple I, of sequels that were in that remake terrible yeah. category
0: I know. Yeah, I, 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 it, it's just pointless to try to watch the. It's like I just want to see more bugs getting killed. Okay, I saw well, one of them. It was be...
1: super low rent, bad CGI bug killing. Isn't that terrible? They do that with the same it's stupid helmets. A... It's like they got the they got the old. Uh,
2: <laughs> yeah, outfit. I, I I, I'll, I have <laughs> stories. <laughs> I,
0: I've I've seen one of those uh, soldier uniforms and. In, 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 It was in my grad student office at one point, but I'll get into that story when we get to the film. Mm, That's right. uh, Anyway, so uh, I guess the week after next we'll be doing Robocop, and then two weeks after that we'll be doing Starship Troopers, and then uh, who knows after that. So um, I guess until two weeks. More fancy talk.